I wonder if I could make it. It's almost getting to 8 o'clock p.m. And I am still a few more steps away from home to get to my computer to listen to CNT Radio's Cosmopolitan Culture Club. The best of the best music from around the world. Can't wait! I think I made it! Sienna T Radio. Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Hey! You! Why you look so sad? Don't be so sad. I tell you what you're gonna do. If you got a vino, you pour yourself a bicchiere of vino. If you don't have a vino, maybe you got a panatone, maybe you got a panini. Maybe you got a cafe espresso, but you, you, you fix yourself a something bella nice and you go, go to your computer and you log on to CNT Radio. And you listen to CNT Radio, okay? You do all that, you're gonna feel much better. I promise you. Alright? Ciao! Welcome to Broadcast Map. This is the show. I cover the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. Welcome to Broadcast Map. For the week of, on the day of, it is... Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. I am your host, Ali Musa, joining you here. And I am joined for this week by Ted Wallishan. Ted is a long time was a longtime talk show host at News Talk 1010 in Toronto. He did the morning show for many years as well as did a Saturday show uh, for them called Saturdays with Ted. And I still remember that promo, which uh, we will get into here. Ted, thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I really appreciate it. Allie, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. I'm honored that you asked. Yes. And that promo, I was remember, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember during the show that the Saturdays with Ted, there was that promo that, that, that always ran, during the show Saturdays with Ted what a combo quote <laughs> that that title I think is a bit of a play on uh, the, the the great book and, and subsequently play uh, Tuesdays with Maury which is kind of a sad story actually that's about a, a, a professor who connects with a former student as the professor is going through the dying days of his life uh, so I think that's where that's where the title Mike Ben Dixon, the program director. I think that's where because he, he came up with the idea for Saturdays with Ted. So I think that's what it is. It's a bit of a play on words or a bit of a takeoff, I suppose, on on the title. Yeah. 
No, sounds good. Do you want to start with the, you know, your time, uh, your your media career there? Why don't we can start right from that, the, the morning show days? Mm. Uh, I had been working for CFRB for probably a couple of years before that, doing the weekends, Saturday and Sundays from noon till four. Uh, and at the same time began filling in for Wally Crowder, who was the morning man at the time. Uh, first, I started for a couple of days. Uh, whenever you take a week off, I would fill in for two, three days, and then I would fill in for the whole week. And then eventually I became the full his full-time replacement when he was away. And then eventually when he retired, I was named the morning man. And I was in November... November 4th, I believe, 1996. And I did that for just over 10 years, 10 years and about a month or so. And, and then what happened? Like, what, what what exactly happened when they, they were, they, they wanted to make some changes? Was that? Yeah, sort of they what? wanted to make some changes. There was, um, yeah, difference of opinion. I mean, it's, it's, it's not uncommon for these kinds of things to happen in, in radio and management no. makes, makes their decisions based on, um, oftentimes a number of different reasons and for whatever reason, I mean, it just happened that way. I don't really, uh, you know, I don't carry any grudges and, and I mean, I was very grateful to the Slate family and to Pat Holliday, who was the general manager at the time and Steve Couch, who was the program director for the opportunity that they afforded me. And I enjoyed working there with a tremendous staff. I mean, that was back in the day when CFRB was loaded with talent. Now it's they still got a lot of great talent, but well, not a lot of great talent. They have a little bit of great talent because they just uh, since Bell has taken over, they've eviscerated yeah. the staff. They've just chopped it down to almost nothing. It's really, it's really quite sad because it's just not the same radio station that it once was. With all the respect to those people who are there now. Well, that's it, right? Like, who's like, see, well, really, though, they've got, I mean, John Moore's still there. Jerry Eager, they're still there. Yeah, yeah, but there's no newsroom. Nope. Don't, doesn't know? it all just come from, I think it all comes from uh, from the CTV, from the TV side now. Yeah, whatever they, whatever they bring in, whenever they bring it in. But it's just, I mean, when I was there, we had a correspondent at the Queen's Park. We had somebody at City Hall. We had somebody doing sports. We had somebody doing entertainment. Uh, weather we had for traffic. I mean, and now it's just you like half those positions, they don't even exist anymore. And they just so and so many programs are just repeats of programs that ran earlier on in, in the day. And it's it's just it's it's bean counters, Allie. Bean counters have taken over the industry. Well, that's it, right? And that's sort of the thing. I mean, if you look at it now, but if we look at all the cuts in like we look at all the cuts in media now. Do, mm. do you think, though, do you feel, and this is often a conversation that is often had, do you feel that the problem now is that d d with the telcos kind of take, that when the tel with the telcos that have taken over, d mm. d is that sort of the problem? I mean, even look at the Metroland closure, if we look at it from a bigger perspective. Well, people will, will say, you know, the reason that they cut staff is because advertising is down, because advertising has now gone to different places. It's gone to uh, the digital advertising. There's, you know, social media has taken a hit. Podcasts have taken money away. Uh, it's, it's been spread so thin that uh, they say, well, we have to cut staff. And other people will argue that the reason that the advertisers have left is because the audiences have dwindled because you've cut so many staff. 
and you're not producing the same kind of quality product that you used to produce. Well, and that's it. But I think, though, the other sort of piece is, is that the the fact is, is that they had time to adapt to the changes. Sure, they did. But they never did. No. Again, I mean, a lot of it. See, when I worked at CFRB, CFRB was a family-run business, essentially. It was standard broadcasting. It was owned by the Slate family, run by Alan Slate. And there was a personal... It was personal for them. Bell Media is a huge conglomerate where that's just one little piece of their huge, huge puzzle. And for them, it's like, well, you know what? This isn't doing that well, so let's um, let's cut from here and let's take this from there and see if we can fill this with that. And it just becomes, this, this, it's not being run by people who have a passion for broadcasting, my opinion. And there's a lot of people who would share that opinion as well. Well, that, I think, I mean, that's part of it too. And that's part of it too. But I mean, I like, see, if there was a, pa- like, see, if there was, I think, see, the whole thing was is now it's like they were scared of this whole or they've been scared of this whole thing of podcasting and what and on all this stuff like it's like but the fact of the matter is they could have like see it, it's about there are certain things that they have not unlearned and that's certainly what has beginning to because the thing is is that they can't take something that they were doing say 10 12 years ago or 20 years ago and try to and still keep doing the same sort of thing like they're it's like they haven't it's like they have to sort of unlearn what they know and sort of learn some new come up with something new the question is how willing are they to learn that and how much there are some people who believe that some radio stations that are owned by the telecoms companies are 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 there to just promote their television product that 1010 is there to help promote CTV or CP24 or CP24 to, C, to CTV. And, and so if, if, if that is true, even to a certain degree, it's not a matter of learning or relearning. It's a matter of whether you care and to what degree. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it too. Yeah. That, that's sort of it too. So you were doing the Saturday show and, then what exactly happened? That ran for for a number of years. So that uh, eleven years, eleven years, and then uh, I got a call one day, just February two thousand twenty, and they said um, we're making changes. And uh, that was a week I think that Bell laid off something like a hundred or two hundred people uh, across Southern Ontario in radio and television. They just it just was a night of the long knives, just. It was all a bunch of cuts, just a matter of cutting. And was Mike Mendixon, I think, was he still there at the time? I don't know. He was still there at the time, and a year or so later, um, he was let go as well. And now he's a programming uh, at Chorus Radio for the talk stations in in the Chorus chain. When you're in Toronto, it's AM um, 640. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so that's, I think, one of the things here that um, now see. Certainly, the thing is, is that he certainly had. So you see, I, I, I think the one thing I, I, res- I, I re- remember and respect was that the fact that he believed in he believed in talent. 
Yeah. And one of the things that he fought for, and I was always very grateful for, was the fact that he wanted to have live bodies doing um, relevant live programming on the weekends. He didn't want it to become a, um, a dumping ground for the sales department where they could just sell time off to various products and various services. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but it just, when breaking news happens, when something is going on and you're in the middle of doing a program that has to do with home finances or home repair, and those things are all important, you can't tackle the matter at hand. And that's what that's what's happened. And you don't have any live, there's no live programming. There's nothing, It's there's no sense of, connection to 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 the audience of what is going on at the time yeah and and that's it you know and there was like a good see now the thing was is there was a good like see when when like see around the time that you were brought in to do the weekend to do that to do the saturday show they had a pretty staple lineup on the weekends that that before um during that time too hmm hmm they had Spider Jones, remember? And actually, I've had Spider on. Actually, great guy. Um, and um, who else did they have? I think they had. Uh, who else did they? I think they had. I think they had Lynn Russell at the time. Uh, possibly, I think uh, John Donnerby was doing. Uh, uh, I think John Donnerby was doing the mornings before um, Dave Trafford took over the mornings on the weekends. Um, they had a lot of uh, a lot of people doing different different programs, and then. Things started disappearing, and hours start. I started off as as a four hour program, and eventually, got, by the time I left, it was down to two. That's right. Yeah, and then that's could, it. Yeah, because um, they could sell uh, the time off for uh, infomercials. Yeah, yeah. So now, what? About, so how about? So now, what about now? Now you're doing a couple of different. You mentioned off. You've got a couple of podcasts. If you just want to, and uh, do you want to talk about like see what? Approach are you taking with the with the with the Ted Wallace podcast? Are you sort of? I, I actually I am following it now. I've been following it for a little bit, um, and I believe what what I've sort of seen is that you've had more uh, that you've um, focusing on the entertainment side of it. Um, entertainment, sports. We decided to stay away from politics because I think there's enough discussion and enough politics going on and the state of politics in is right now is something that does not, I mean, it interests me because it's fascinating, but it's also kind of a turnoff, I think, for me anyway. So the focus is on, on, on interesting people and interesting events that have occurred or are occurring. Um, now, we, it's not necessarily just in, in the entertainment industry, uh, the entertainment industry is, is a vast industry. I mean, you're talking anything from what, from a comedy, from a sitcom to, uh, to a serious documentary to, uh, to another podcast. We've had various podcast hosts on as well. Um, authors, artists of all sorts, uh, musicians, sports people in the field of sports as well. Food. Food is a very popular topic. As you can see, the success of the Food Network and the Cooking Channel, both here and in the United States. 
Yeah. So like, so basically then, so politics, it is fascinating to you, but you prefer like, but you kind of um, are sort of staying away on the podcast. Well, I think, I think there's enough of that going on on the radio on a daily basis where, where they have, where the politics of the day is being discussed and, and, and argued about and back yeah. and forth uh, with round tables, et cetera. And I think that um, there's no shortage of that. And I, I don't really want to get into it, honestly. Yeah, but you do. But you do still keep up with what's going on. Oh, for sure. No, for sure I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. You have, I think you have to know that because in, yep. in order to have a conversation with anybody, I mean, at any time, something could could. Uh, you could be talking to a, a musician. And and just because they're musicians doesn't mean that they don't know what's going on in the world. Yeah, many, that's many it, of them yeah. are many of them are quite well read and quite well versed on on the affairs of the day. And suddenly you might find yourself in a conversation with one of them that stems from something that they like to do. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's important to know what's going on. I think it's important for everybody to know what's going on. I just I'm, I just find politics distasteful. I agree. I can agree with that. Yep. I, I can understand that. And then the last thing I want is, you know, you know, to get into a, here's Bob from Scarborough. Ah, oh, Pablo, uh, yeah, was an idiot. And here's Sally from Mississauga. Oh, yeah. Trudeau's an idiot. Here's somebody, Jugmate's an idiot. You know, oh, God, back and forth. Here we go. Yeah. No, but I, I and I also don't think that call-ins, I also don't feel that call-in segments now serve the same purpose that they once did. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I don't enjoy them really that much. Well, you figure, I can't remember what the statistic, what it was. I remember when I first got into it to, to, to talk radio, but the percentage of your audience that actually bothers to pick up the phone to call in is, is minuscule. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, you're not representing a large percentage of, of your, of your listening audience at all. No. And, and quite quite frankly, when you do it long enough and you start at the same radio station, you start hearing the same voices up oh, and here's Ernie from Scarborough and here's yeah. you know, and the, you talk to the, the producers. I mean, I know you had you had Becky Coles on before you yep. talk to people like Becky and other people who will tell you that they start recognizing voices and they won't put them on because it's like we're not going to put this guy on again because yep. he's been on too often. Yeah, and that's it too. And the other thing, it's the same bunch of people calling in. I, it's yeah. just not that interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're better off having so-called experts or pundits, you know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And even yep. that starts getting a little repetitive in in the eyes of of uh, some listeners. Oh, true, true. Yeah, no, it's certainly true. Now, I want to sort of talk a little bit about some stuff that's been been happening um we certainly have seen sort of we've certainly seen the um we certainly seen the actions of the um of the prime minister um what are your thought like like is the are the issues at hand not being recognized of course you see there was that piece in the globe and mail i don't know if you saw it it was an opinion piece that whether he's checked out, whether the, his latest yeah. vacation is, is sort of a sign that he's checked out mentally. I, I mean, 
I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that. Piece. I did see that. And um, has has he checked up mentally? I don't know. He claims that he's not. He claims that he has no intention of stepping aside, that he's going to be around. He'll be around for the next election. Uh, if I were a betting man, and I am, but that's usually not NFL, uh, I would say that he won't be around for the next election or that the next election will happen quicker than it would have scheduled to happen. I think it's supposedly, I think we're supposed to go by the spring of 2026, I think, it's when the next election is supposedly scheduled for. And, of course, it could come earlier than that. So has, has he checked out? I don't know. If his numbers keep dropping, it's going to be pretty difficult to hang in when but your own party starts turning on you. But like I, I think that's it here. Like, does like Prime Minister Trudeau does he like? But is it a sign? Like, does he not understand where where things are sitting? He keeps that's what he keeps saying that you know he's not that oh I'm I'm going to be around and I'm going to fight for Canadians this that. Quote. Well, <laughs> it, they all say that, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's they're all there for us right they're not there for no. themselves they're only there for them for for the, you and i and, and that's what they're going to say that's what they're programmed to say and i don't know I, I i i just think that it comes to a point i don't think he wants to um i don't think he wants to lose the next election yeah and the closer we get to the next election the easier the decision it will be for him to uh, go for a walk in the snow like his father did years ago and pack it in so that he walks away, quote, on top. I don't think he wants to go out a loser. Yeah. Most politicians don't. And right now, if there were an election, he would. Based yeah. on the polls, if you believe the polls. And polls can be as accurate uh, or as inaccurate as... I think they're mostly accurate for the most yeah. part. I mean, very seldom do you see like a real turnaround where, where the polls are indicating so-and-so is going to win and then it's just like a complete turnaround. It does happen, but just the polls and all the different polls and for the length, such a extended length of time uh, have been indicating that, that his numbers are going down and I got to believe that that's true. So Yeah, and I think, see, like, I mean, certainly, like, I mean, and it's been said, too, that he's a great campaigner. That's been said, too. I think um, uh, somebody said, was it the other day? I can't remember who it was. He said he's a great politician, but a lousy leader. That wasn't my opinion necessarily. It was theirs. It was uh, um, Kevin O'Leary. That's who it was. Kevin O'Leary said he's a great politician, but, but a lousy leader. And you can be one and, and, and the same. No. See, and I think, too, like, see, but I think, see, but I mean, the thing is, is that admit, I think if he, I, I think, see, we've got the, you know, we, there are a lot of things at hand that certainly, you know, he, like, certainly they're not, um, you know, recognizing sort of where, and, you know, we, we can say, well, you know, and anybody can kind of say what they want about, you know, about, about, uh, Premier Ford as well, like you know, but I think that there are, but but there are certainly things that have worked in his favor in a sense because, like when he like with the whole green belt scandal, when that he just walked, he, he sort of walked it back. I think it certainly worked out. I think that certainly worked in his favor when he sort of walked things back there. 
Well, um, is, is there not still an investigation going on with that? That's I don't know if he's going to walk away clearing from that. Yeah. Um, they'll always those kinds of things always come back to haunt you either in a small or a large way. Yeah. It depends on how much ammunition your opposition has when it comes to election time. If they've got more dirt than that, then they won't need that. If they need that, then they'll reach for it. Yeah, I know. Now, you, I want to also talk about, too, that you had a chance as well to, um, you had a chance to, um, you, you mentioned it, I heard you mention it on, uh, on a, a, with uh, Toronto Mike, actually, that um, you had a chance on your first uh, uh, trip in there um, with Toronto Mike. I think you did two with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that you mentioned that you, you had a chance to golf with the late Jeff Healy. What was that like? Jeff Healy was a fabulous individual. He had a tremendous sense of humor. I mean, he was a brilliant musician. I mean, he just just blew me away uh, how talented he was. He was a very, very kind man. He was a lot of fun. And he did. He had a charity golf tournament at Markland Golf Course in the West End of Toronto that I had an opportunity to play in. And he went around. And he played a couple of holes with 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 every foursome, so his friend would uh, his uh, and I can't remember who it was. I, I apologize for that, but uh, who was driving him around would literally line him up and say, "Okay, here you go. You're all lined up." And he, you know, it's it's muscle memory at that point. Once you've swung the club so many different yeah. times, you know, you know, you know how to do it. Yeah, and you're going to do it with your eyes closed, or in his case, with a lack of sight. And so you would hit the ball, and then. We, he would be driven to the next to, to, to where the ball landed and they would hope to set him up again and he would hit again. And we had a lot of fun. I mean, he was just a, just a, he was, he's such an easy guy to, 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 to get along with and to spend time with and was such, 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 such a tragedy. I mean, he was just so young when he passed. It's just awful. Yeah. No, that's, you know, that's great because uh, that you had that opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, um, like, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's the same for me, right? You know, it's the same, you know, you, you see a lot of the times people, I, I think we're like, they, they're, they're focused on like, they, it's more like what, what often happens is that it's more what a person say, you know, or in my case, totally blind who what's often focused on by people is the things that, that, that people are not yeah. able to do. It's what you can't do as opposed to what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where it has to be the other way. Like you have to see whatever it is, whether it's doing the same things that they do or whether it's doing different things, whether it's doing them in a different way, Mm -hmm. you have to be, you know, you have to look at the talent that the person that the person has like see even like i don't you know like even for me like you know they like if somebody like anybody who's tuning in or listening in or has listened it's what i you know what i would like for people to remember is the knowledge that i have when i hold these conversations with people that come on right well the thing is i mean uh, I didn't know that 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 you were blind until you told me. Yes. 
And I, how would I, I? And I wouldn't know that unless you mentioned it to someone, unless, unless I'd met you. Yep. And it doesn't really matter because exactly. you're still doing what you're doing. You're doing a fine job at it and enjoying it. And those are the two two key elements. You're doing a good job and you enjoy what you're doing. So it exactly. isn't what you can't do. It is. It's what you're doing. Exactly. I'll just I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of, of auto racing. Go there's, ahead. A, there's a Canadian uh, uh, auto racer. His name is Robert Wickens. Robert Wickens used to race in the Indy uh, racing series, which race here in Toronto. And was, of course, they raced the big race, the Indianapolis 500. Got into a horrific uh, accident years ago and was paralyzed from the waist down. And he spent a good year plus uh, in rehab almost on a daily basis so he could learn to even just stand a little bit on his own a little bit in the meantime uh, the team that he raced for had a sponsor who worked and developed technology which would allow him to drive without the use of his lower body and he now races sports cars and wins he's a winning race car driver and again, it's not what you can't do. It's what you can do. Yep. But see, that's, I mean, and that's it, right? You know, like I certainly do, you know, I, you know, this is something, you know, I, I you know, and, and I'll do And I don't know how far back you had a chance to listen, but I had, you know, it's always been, you know, a passion of mine to do, like, see, I've always had this enthusiasm for broadcasting. Right. And I knew at the same point, it, you know, I, you know, I, I always said, you know, back when, you know, um, that, you know, back from when I was about seven years old, back in 97, about, and I remember back, I remember, I remember I said, I always said to myself back in 97, 98, that, you know what, I want to be, you know, I, I would like to be a talk show host. Mm -hmm. But see, when you're that age, you don't realize or know or understand what it is that what's involved in it. Right. And then it was sort of, you know, it, it sort of became a thing where then as I got older, you know, I, I sort of began to know how the industry is. And then I sort of said, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to really get into the, in, I don't want to really get into the mainstream industry. And then it sort of became, and then for a few years, it's like, well, you know, and then it's like, well, what, what happens? And then, you know, what is it that, what do I really enjoy doing? And then a few years later, then back, actually a couple of years ago now, the opportunity, you know, I, it, it was funny because it, I, I still, uh, from say 2011 to, you know, when I started doing this, I, I still had a passion for, for broadcast. I, you know, it's like, I still want to do that talk. I still want to be able to do a talk show and and then it became well then in 2022 i had the opportunity to take the connect for life which is a an accessible voice and broadcast uh, connect for life is a uh, it's actually a uh, um a charitable or it's a non-profit organization a charitable organization that provides programming services to people with disabilities so i said you know this is an opportunity you know and throughout that whole time i said you know what 
I know what I want to do. Because a lot of people, like, they don't know what, like, oftentimes when they get into this sort of thing, they don't know what they want to really do with it. But I knew when I went in what exactly I wanted to do. So throughout that whole time, I worked towards it and see, because I've always been kind of keeping up with news stories, you know, keeping up with the sports world, keeping up with the media world, the world. And I follow places like Broadcast Dialogue. And this is this is a... um this is like a, this is a, an enthusiasm. This is all enthusiasm for me. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. this stuff. Good for you. Well, so you're doing it. You wanted to be a talk show host. You are exactly. You're just doing yep. it on a podcast. You're just not over the air. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you know. So, and you know how? Like, I don't know if um, you know if you read the you know the the weekly. I don't know if you read the weekly briefing. The broadcast dialogues a weekly briefing, but I. I you know, when, like, like it starts out with, you know, who, you know, who was either let go, who's not in there anymore in me. I find all that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, some people, like, it's like, you know, they don't, they don't pay attention to that stuff, but it's like, I, I just, I find it, I find it very interesting. I find it very, and you're seeing that across the board now. Like, people are just now, you know, some people, a lot of the times people are just leaving on their own from media and like, and you know, for you know, for many reasons. Yeah. Some of them are financial, some of them are other opportunities come up, some of them, you know, have left because they see their colleagues have lost their positions and they think that they could be next. So they start looking for different opportunities and uh, they find an opportunity uh, on the horizon and they work toward it and then boom, they're gone. It's like you go before they tell you you're going. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you want to share or ask? Uh, well, I do. I do. I do want to mention, I think we, we were about to get into that, that I am doing a, a secondary uh, podcast as well called uh, the Avoid Probate Podcast. And w- when I was doing the Saturday show on Newstalk 1010, as it turned out, on my last program, I didn't know it was going to be my last program, but on my last program, um, through a mutual friend, I was introduced to a guy by the name of Jason Laidler, who owns a company called avoidprobate.ca. Now, probate, for those people who are not familiar with it, is essentially a death tax. Um, when you die, your estate is left with, uh, whether you're leaving behind property or monies, etc., uh, much of that can be taxed by here in Ontario, the provincial government, at a rate of 1.5%. So, for example, if you leave behind a million-dollar home, uh, the government will tax that at 1.5%. Uh, if you've got a spouse, you can hand that to your spouse. But if your, your spouse has predeceased you, then you can't leave it to your kids uh, without it being taxed first. As there are different ways of getting around that. And the same thing is if you've got money in a savings account in a bank, you can't, you can't designate a, um, a member of your family or a friend as the beneficiary unless it's a registered account, like an RISP, for example. So what he does in his company is they will take your money from the bank and through insurance companies, they invest it because insurance companies all have investment arms. And in fact, in many cases, have as many opportunities, if not more, to invest your money than banks do. So they'll take it to um, Canada Life, for example, to 
pick your name out of the air. And they will put it to their investment arm. And it then becomes a registered investment, and you can designate a benefactor. And that money is not taxable by the government. So that's what probate is, and that's what he does is he um, helps people avoid paying the government tax upon their death or their estate paying the tax upon their death. So he, I had him on the show, and he, um, we enjoyed doing the, the show together. And after I was let go, he said to me, well, would you like to do a show with me? And I said, sure. So uh, he arranged to buy some time at uh, AM 740, Zuba Radio. And for two and a half years, we did a show, a weekly show Sunday mornings. And then that stopped at the end of last year. And he decided I'm going to just turn this into a podcast uh, because it got a little of the expensive side to buy time on radio. And so now, after two and a half years of building an audience, he's got uh, this audience following him onto the podcast platform. And you can check out the Avoid Probate podcast uh, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, whether it be Spotify or Apple or iHeart. It's all there. So that's the other podcast that I'm doing. Yeah, sounds good. And um, certainly I'll be putting a link to that in uh, the show notes uh, for our conversation. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And um, and I always like to sort of end off with, like, where can people find you online? We could, you know, the Ted Wallachian podcast. Are you uh, on uh, the socials? Are you mm-hmm. I am. LinkedIn, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn um instagram uh i i i am and i'm not on twitter and it's a strange story i am on twitter but the problem is it it's technically there's there was kind of a a technical glitch i wasn't thrown off or anything but there was a technical glitch on our part and i'm trying to get that um fixed right now so i will be back there but if you want you can go to www.tedwallachan w-o-l-o-s-h-y-n dot ca and um that's where you can find all of the ted wallace and podcasts from the past and um that's where we take questions and comments from people as well sounds good. also available on your favorite platforms as well everywhere every stinking place there's a platform we're there sounds good and you can find me on all the audio platforms as well you can find me on uh apple podcasts uh spotify and uh, tune in, I heard, and uh, pretty much anywhere audio. We are an audio-only show, and um, and I am looking forward to recording again real soon. Ted, I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our chat today. Ali, it's been my pleasure chatting with you. I, I quite enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And uh, we and stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation taking place. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash like the Broadcast Map Facebook page by searching Broadcast Map. Stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way.